Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Oh, we're back together again remotely. No, I was thinking, uh, what? Are you in my bedroom somewhere? We're actually meeting up next week, aren't we? Which is really exciting. It's so exciting. And how's your week been? Let's, I mean, you've had, you've actually been away. You've actually been on a holiday. I think it's safe to say that I did go on a holiday. You did? Um, That is a holiday. No no swimming costumes or sunshine (laughs) involved in the experience. But no, it was. We went to Port Lim for two nights, three days which is a safari park down in um not far from Folkestone if anybody doesn't know about it and um like obviously I grew up in Africa so I've been on countless safaris very lucky to have done stuff like that but I'm telling you what I am completely changed by this experience it was so special and so magical um not a gifted stay so this isn't a, this isn't an advert um the kids loved it we got so close to the animals I mean on the second day we got to feed a black rhino called Rosie um and we got to feed the giraffes you know we were really really close I mean you the, the 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 whole experience we did like a private drive through sort of um see the camels and various other animals that were kind of out and about and you know I just I don't Amazing. know being that close to, to such spectacular animals makes me feel filled up and the kids are just completely changed to how they were four days ago I mean they've stopped fighting and bickering and they're not asking for the television we stayed in Bear Lodge which was um they say it's the most basic accommodation, but it's basically sort of tents. Um, and then they've got like wood burners inside that. I mean, it was cold. I'm not going to lie to you. It got down to <laughs> minus three. And you hate three. being cold. <laughs> Zoe's someone that turns up in a beanie hat when it's like 15 degrees. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, 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 it, I was safe to say that like, I almost wouldn't stay in that accommodation again if it was going to be, unless it was the height of summer and it was really hot because I basically spent, I slept in like fully clothed. I wouldn't have a shower because I was like, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't strip off naked. Um, so I was a bit, p- bit pongy and a bit frozen by the time I left. But do you know what? It was, it was brilliant. Actually, loads of people want, want me to do a little write up on it. So I will, Definitely I will should. do one with all the information because lots of people are going this summer. If you can get um, accommodation, you can get a visit there, do it. If you, if you don't want to yeah. go abroad. I think I'm going to book, though. I think I am because the chances of us going abroad are looking like quite slim at the moment because of our timings. Um, but we went for the day, actually, in between lockdowns last year. We had friends that were staying there and I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Mm. And it's actually, for me, it's not that far away. And I don't know why I don't know why people don't know so much about it. Like We both grew up around Kent. And yes. We, we'd never been no. before this year. So, yes. Yeah. 
weird. Really but, worth doing. They've yeah. also got like the biggest. Um, it's called Dinosaur Forest. You can imagine yes. Kiss, Thor, all these giant dinosaurs. What the funniest bit, funniest bit was, was that when we were running around, there was obviously sort of people kind of, you know, three meters behind us or whatever. But Kit was so excited and they were all taking videos. Kit was so excited. He just kept shouting, look, dinosaur, look, dinosaur, dinosaur with this ridiculous lisp. And this woman said, all these videos I'm taking, your son is just going to be shouting in the background for all of them. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, we're in, don't, are you being, yeah, being I mean, passive aggressive? Or? Yeah, uh, no, don't, no. Don't come out and definitely don't come out during the Easter holidays because <laughs> that's what you're going to get. I can't bear that. What, what Like what? Like you're I going know. to, a, a, I know it's not a just for kids, but you know, it is geared up for kids, isn't it? And families. So what, like what do no, you No, you wouldn't expect? go. I don't think you'd go with that if you didn't have little kids. I'm not sure. No, like, I mean, yeah. Actually, you say that. I've got friends that went on their own. Oh, right. Um, so, yeah, I know. I was thinking, yeah, I wouldn't. But then they they do love animals. So that's, but yeah, I don't know. Have you, have you know missed me you this mean. week? I wouldn't. I wouldn't have even gone to a zoo. I have no. missed you this week. Although I have had like a lot on. I was saying to our producer earlier, I was like, I feel a bit like, <gasps> I've got so like, you know, when you have like loads of plans and it makes you feel a bit like, <clears throat> again, like, oh God, I've got loads of plans and I need to make sure I don't do that again. I don't want to be busy again. I think, I think for <laughs> I you though, semi busy. <laughs> you need, you needed a little bit of it because you were, yeah. and this isn't a criticism at all, because I, I love the way you've operated, but because you haven't had to go into London like me, you've just been at home. And mm. I think you were a little bit anxious about it. So it's quite nice to hear you saying like you're going into London, you're hanging out with your cut, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's good. Yeah, no, it's been really nice. It has been really nice. But yeah, I definitely don't want to go back to how everyone was before. No. Like, I I really don't um but it's nice it's nice that we can actually pick and choose and have a balance so and also have you been to a pub garden yet I haven't been to a pub garden no but James is going tonight actually um and today I will be going I'm going to the Ned so I'll be having drinks on the roof which is really exciting got a gorgeous day for it as well oh well yeah I hope so I'm just debating what to wear but um, (laughs) put it on Insta let us decide for you it's definitely not a big problem Um, now listen off the back of um, Tuesday's wonderful episode that amazing conversation that we had with Ben Bidwell aka the Naked Professor on raising boys and how to communicate uh, with men um, we decided to do a Q&A today on raising the next generation we threw it out to you guys you've sent in loads of questions so let's yeah. get into it George do you want to kick us off? Yeah definitely and just before we start I think it's really important to kind of add that we definitely don't have the answers and we're just like we're just trying Figuring our best out. and so yeah, yeah. And so we're going to answer your questions but please obviously don't take this as absolute like golden advice it's just our opinions and I guess how we're going to try and navigate it yeah so let's start do you worry about your girls and the pressure social media may have on them that's from Ruthie all the time yeah I think I don't think there's a moment um when I'm not on social media when Luna sort of looks over my shoulder or catches me doing some filming that I want to protect her from it. And I think I think in this scenario, it's really important to remember that social media can be really positive. Yes. Like, for example, part of Georgia, Georgia and I's business is being on Instagram and, you know, and, and the work that we do on there. And that is a positive experience for both of us. If it wasn't, we wouldn't do it. Um, we have a really wonderful community. And I think, I think it becomes dangerous when... Um, 
you know, you've got sort of teenagers being able to get at each other all the time and you're not being able to kind of control the content that's being put out or the things that they're looking at or things like, you know, that that's the side of it, the sort of grooming, the horror stories that you hear. Because that can happen on any platform that somebody can be sent a message on. Yeah, And that's absolutely. what I worry about. Yeah, do you know, what? I was actually having a conversation. I was at my mum's yesterday and she had some friends um, in the garden and we were having a chat. And one of them said, do you know what? When we were young, I guess their approach in their 60s. So uh, she said, yeah, when we were young, we would look in the mirror before we went out the door. And from then until we got home, we would have no concept of what we looked like. And I suddenly thought about that. And I thought, oh, gosh, yeah probably the same for us though we didn't like as teenagers we would we you know we knew what we looked like when we left maybe we might have had like a disposable camera for you know for nights out or parties or whatever but we didn't really have any concept of just being able to we I do it like if I don't know what I look like I'll just quickly get my camera phone up and just like check that you know I haven't got mascara around my face and I do think that that side of it is actually Really, like really damaging and, and quite worrying that you can know what you look like all of the time and mm. see what other people look like all of the time. Um, and I hadn't, I literally hadn't thought about that side of it until yesterday. Um, and that, yeah, that does scare me. That scares me that just the effect that that can have on someone. Um, worrying about what other people see, I guess, is like the bigger I guess the bigger issue. I, I had this comment. Um, I had, we, we, you know, we were discussing this the other day, and I did something on my on Zoe Hardman saying about filters, and I'm really going to try my hardest not to use the Paris filter anymore, even to that level of like changing my kind of complexion, I guess, um, because that's what I want to show Luna. Like I am a you know, I'll be 40 next year. That is happening and I need to be okay with it. We did touch on this the other day, I think on the podcast, but what I don't want is for Luna to see me changing, altering, transforming. It's not, it's not the right message that I want to give to her because I want her to know that this is not about aesthetics. It's about the sort of person you are. So I think that if you can use social media and you can really do good with it or you want to you know just using it for a bit of fun and you know all the rest of it then great but I think when it becomes this obsession where you can't come off it I mean my cousin who's 15 coming up for 16 he sort of started to blow up on snap um on TikTok and I remember having a conversation with his mum who's my first cousin and she was going um you know he's doing really well he's being sent these free clothes and I was like listen he's only 16 let's just remember that he's still a child really and that it it can be quite dangerous and then suddenly the cracks started to show and he was like I don't want to take this on and he's come off so I think it's so interesting interesting. yeah Yeah, it is but also like you say Zoe like it has opened everyone's eyes to different business opportunities not just a business on social media but if you want to start any business you can automatically have you know a market window which exactly which is unbelievable so there's so many positives as well yeah um well, it's a big we? subject, isn't it? It is. It really is. <laughs> right. This is from Claire. Names for private parts. Willy, penis, nunny, vagina, and labia help. That's brilliant. Oh, yeah, it is. What do you what do you what do you call them? 
all different to be honest like I'll I'll say vagina like I'll say penis I say willy I say in fact the other day Axel said to me and I don't know where he got it from and I was trying to think who uses this word mini and this was such an odd conversation but he said to me oh mummy I think I think I want another baby sister and I was like "Mm, really he was like yeah because I want to see how you get the seed out of your mini oh my god wow (laughs) Axel and I was like oh Axel I don't know I don't know if you want to see that and he was like is it painful and I was like "Mm, yeah it is pretty yeah oh does he mean the latest the seed the baby not the the baby yeah 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 yeah. he wants to see how that come yeah how you get that out and then I said oh okay well I I don't think I don't think you need to worry about that and he was like yeah because then when my mummy has a baby as in his wife or whatever has a baby I'll know what to do oh well that's good (laughs) I was like wow this is this is a conversation I wasn't expecting to have on a Monday morning before great that he's so curious I love that. I love. I yeah. love Axel's always asking questions like that. It's brilliant. You just got to make it really unawkward. Yeah. No. I mean, I wasn't. I was just like, obviously, just telling him like as it was. But it was interesting that he said mini. Yeah. And I was like, oh, mini. All oh, right. Okay. Like, uh, I don't know. He doesn't mean out the from. mini Cooper in the driveway, does he? <laughs> well, who knows? He might do exactly. <laughs> what do you guys say in your house? Um, we say fanny or vagina. Yeah. Um. And then we say either Willy or Dozza calls it a stinky dinky Dell, which is, <laughs> we'll just move on from that. Stink, I mean, we could all use that. A stinky dinky to. Dell. But he, he goes, he goes, I need a wee, I need, I need, I need a wee, oh, my, my stink. And I'm like, stop calling it a stink. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's generally Willy, Fanny or Vagina. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, I mean, of course it matters. I just... I just don't think I'm going to go around correcting if, you know, like Axel used mini. I'm not going to be like, you should say vagina. I just don't want to make a big deal no, out of it. No, no. Call it whatever you want. Exactly. Um, how can we teach our daughters to be safe without being overbearing? First time mum to a five month old. That's really hard. Um, I look, I think we can only learn from our experiences, our mistakes and the things that we felt we did um and we did well and yeah. for me i didn't have parents who were strict i had very liberal parents and actually as a mother now way too liberal um for, for i went completely off the rails at the age of 15 and i got into all sorts you know drugs drinking boys it was too much i disappeared off to a beta age 16 and didn't come back you know i was allowed to go on holiday aged 14 without any parental supervision with my sister a friend of mine and my sister's mate four girls under the age of 17 on holiday without you know anyone there and you know all kinds of stuff happened to me that holiday i got myself into some scrapes and i think yeah, in a different world, something bad could have happened. You know, luckily it didn't happen, but I didn't have any boundaries at all. I think those are the negatives. I did have an amazing relationship with my parents where I could tell them everything. So I was doing all this, but I was having the conversations with them and telling them I was doing it. So they knew what was going on. But I just, what I needed was my my mum and dad to rein me in and to, you know, probably ground me. 
you know, I was getting shit faced and going out to bars aged 15 and, you know, just all of this sort of behavior. It was a different world, you know, smoking yeah. weed in like the, the, the car that we had, the like crappy car that we had that we used to, we learned to drive in. It was like a 300 quid car that was in the field. I was smoking weed and getting drunk in there, like aged four, like no one was stopping me doing anything. So yeah. I think I was quite unsafe, actually, you know, looking back on it, just all of those times that I stumbled out of bars as a teenager, like really, really yeah. unsafe. So actually um, looking back on, and like that is a big overshare because my parents did an amazing job, but I just, mm. but they wanted me to to be free and to, they, I grew up too quickly. So I think for me, it's about, I know what I'm capable of doing and I know what the girls are capable of doing because I've done it all. So I just yeah. really want them to know that whatever they're doing, they need to know from right and wrong. They need to know um, the boundaries. They need to know that whilst they're living in the house, it's my rules. I'm going to be quite firm on that, but I want them to be able to talk to me because they're going to make bad decisions. Yeah, I was gonna say so. It's a really hard balance. Mm. Um, like I, th- I guess my mum was somewhere in the middle. She, my dad was pretty strict, but my mum was. I guess she like like you know you said we've been there we've all done it she knew what was going on mm. I could talk to her about it so yeah I mean I I, I went to nightclubs when I was like 14 15 yeah. definitely but I had my dad that I was petrified not petrified of but <laughs> I knew I had to go home you know mm. like I knew I had like someone would come and pick us up and take us home um, and I think it is, it's, I, I don't know. I don't really don't know the answers because like you say, everyone's going to make bad decisions. I felt like I could tell my mum everything, but of course there was always going to be things that you'd keep from your parents. Of course, like mm. that's just, that's like, that's what happens with teenagers. And you hear so much that if you're really strict, then they go the other way. But then you're saying, if you're really liberal, you, you still go off the right. Like it is just a minefield. And I don't know. And I guess it just depends on, I guess what kind of child you have, and you know, are uh, you know, do you need to be really, really, really strict on them, and will they take that well, or can you, I don't know, like kind of let give them a little give bit them of the give freedom. them a little bit of free, freedom yeah, and let's see, and hopefully hard. they respect it. I mean, I really I d- don't know. I think I think. I just want them to grow up in a house where no, no topic is off subject, where yeah. they can have their friends around here, where we have discussions about drink, drugs, you know, sex, whatever that looks like. And they're not frightened. They're not doing it somewhere else. If they want exactly. to have those conversations, you know, d- don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be the parent that's like, oh, cool. You're 15. You want your, you, you want your partner to stay around. Okay, cool. Like that's not going to be me because, I, you know, I want to be able to protect them. And I also want to be able to keep them young for as long as yeah. possible because in a way I feel like I missed out on a chunk of my teenage well I missed out on my teenage years of just being a teenager because or maybe I was being a teenager in 1995 that's what I was gonna say I don't know so I don't know you say all this stuff like about oh you know not having a, your boyfriend around when you're 15 I did that I think so many people do that and it sounds really young but you know when you're 15 you don't feel really young like you don't and I don't know. There's some 15-year-olds who, you know, act more like a child and there's some 15-year-olds that act more like adults. And I think it just depends what kind of child you get. We don't know. We don't know. We do not know. <laughs> we don't have the answers and we we, we wish we did. <laughs> oh. Help, my father-in-law is already telling my five-month-old son that crying is only for girls. Five months old? 
crying is only for oh god this is the sort of stuff that really gets up my nose because they don't yeah. mean it no, they're not thinking they about it and trying no. to instill this is just social bias this is just bias that has been inbuilt in them yeah, um, I'm not exactly. sure what sort of age he is but this will just be something that he's always done and this was something that was done to him so mm. uh, it, it, the only thing you can do to counteract that is either have a conversation with him and just say listen not a big deal, but it's really important to me that we don't use those sorts of um, sentences and that sort of language around the children. I have to have that conversation with my mum. My mum is yeah. uh, an amazing granny, but, you know, grew up as a model. Everything is based on, you know, people's appearances. She's obsessed with Luna because she thinks Luna's really, really pretty and always bangs on about it. And she's like, oh, she, you know, I've had this my whole life where my, I was, I was always in favour if I was prettier or thinner you know what I mean like it's just all Mm. a bit weird and twisted so I have to say to her look can we just focus on how bright she is how funny she is how sweet she is how kind she is rather than how beautiful she is please yeah no I I know and and like you say the thing is it does come from a good place like I think we all say and do things around our kids particularly when they're like five months old and you feel like you you don't they don't know what you're saying anyway Mm. um but those habits just carry on like don't they like in fact yesterday Gigi was crying and my mum's friends were all like oh Gigi here we go have a breadstick and then someone went see isn't that so interesting we've all said this year that we've all been eating loads because we've been so stressed but look what we do like when she's upset we go and give her we give her some food to comfort her and okay she's only 18 months old and it's not a big deal but those it's those little things isn't it that just stay like they just stay and you just carry on doing it and I'd never even thought of it like that and yeah we all do it like oh do you want a sweet you know like if they've bumped their head and you want them to calm down oh have it have a sweetie or maybe my mum was giving me a mirror Oh, you don't worry, sad. darling. You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Just, but it is. It's mental, and I, I think I'm thinking about all these things so much more at the moment than I ever have done. Um, and yeah, like just thinking about all those yeah like you say saying to a five-month-old oh you know crying's only for girls he's five months old obviously he's not going to understand right now but quickly he will like it won't be that long blink and he'll be 18 months old and he'll understand yeah totally so we'll be back right after this there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. 
And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting Past the Pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. Welcome back. Now, where were we? Well, this is interesting. I'm worried about my children growing up where self-image is, where self-image is promoted often unhealthily. I'm worried about that too. <laighs> I think we all are, we all are worried about that. Um, I'm and so then there's another one here: how it. to create a body positive, healthy eating child, not to have to worry about what they eat. You know what? It's the one thing that that really does scare me because of my own experience with just a body positivity and, you know, self-image and all that kind of stuff that I've really had to battle through and fight hard to come to a place where I feel very, very, very safe and comfortable. But it's only in the last four or five years, really, that I've, I've achieved that goal. And I yeah. think, I don't think we can control this. I don't think it's something that we you know, there's not a list of things that we need to go through to get to a, you know, a positive end. But what we can do is really encourage, you know, exercising for fun, healthy eating at home, you know, loving your the skin that you're in, being comfortable with your with your body and accepting its changes, you know, looking in the mirror and and just focusing on not the aesthetics, but who's inside and all the stuff that we really promote mm. here at Made by Mamas. Because, but again, for like all the good they did, you know, I saw my sister battle with it so badly because, you know, she was bigger boned and she was carrying her weight differently. And she definitely, you know, sort of ate more than me. And my mum focused, you know, there was a lot of that going on at home. And my poor sister really battled with it. And there wasn't the support. Like her worst thing was going shopping, you know, for yeah. clothes with my mum because it was just an absolute, it always ended in tears. And I just cannot, I, I've learned from that. You know, that, yeah. that has been a lesson and, and a teaching for me that whatever they, however they choose to feel comfortable, whatever clothes they want to wear, you know, that kind of stuff. Like I need to support that and get on board with it so that they feel good about themselves, not feel rubbish. Yeah, I think you're so you right. The same? Yeah, I think we just have to lead by example, don't we? Like we've got to have try and kind of forget all of the stuff that we've, you know, we've been we've seen growing up and and that we've been subjected to like diet culture and all that kind Ugh. of stuff and we've got I guess we've got to try and retrain ourselves so that it doesn't carry on in our children mm. um I don't know if you were sent this book Zoe but I was sent a book called Body Happy Kids by Molly Forbes I haven't actually read it yet but it might be worth you know anyone who is interested in this then ha having it's a read to be I'll, brilliant. I'll let you know what I think yeah it is supposed to be really good but I do think like this whole demonizing of foods is is a tricky one because yeah like I, I mean I've had I've spoken about this before I had Axel wanting chocolate toast for breakfast every morning right which mm. okay fine whatever but it's almost like I don't want him to demonize food thinking that's that's bad food but at the same time I want him to understand you, you can't eat that all the time and mm. it's that balance of not trying to yeah demonize those things yeah but equally understanding what 
makes you healthy and what makes you feel good so I, I have been trying really hard to to switch it up and like say oh you know that's something we just have a, some of the time <laughs> or like oh well if we have chocolate toast today and tomorrow it's gonna run out and then we won't have any left so yeah. let's have something else and I always feel great after I've had this for breakfast or whatever I don't know mm. I, I don't even know if that's the right thing to be doing it would be ideal if we just didn't even have to talk about it at all but I guess and I think it's how we deal with it as well Mm. you know it's 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 because like we said we're not the only ones that are going to be controlling our children's childhood um or I say controlling it's like influencing advising yeah shading all of shaping all of those because they're going to get they're going to go to their mate's house or they're going to go into school or you know they're going to go stay with relatives or it's just it's going to be a con they're going to see something online and that and I think that's what we're sort of talking about here is that all that kind of body positivity stuff it isn't Mm. really around as much as it should be and we're still seeing images constantly on Instagram which have been filtered which have been you know altered you know the waist zipped in the thighs it's just like let's what what is wrong what is wrong with us as a society that feel we keep needing to do that yeah you know also like reinventing as well what's beautiful I find that fascinating like when you look through all the different like body shapes throughout throughout the years that have been like the body shape well I mean and it's just basically society telling us that that is the ideal body shape right now. But in 10 years time, that will change to something else. I mean, how crazy is that? That's I know. In- insane. I know. Um, what, what, we haven't spoken about this, but what is your view on the Khloe Kardashian edited photographs? I mean, I think it's sad that we even have to we even have to be subjected to that kind of thing but also when she came out and was like listen this is me did you see that where she'd like actually no. her phone. so she went on instagram and she was like look these are unedited like this is me like look and i think that's sad as well because actually in both images she looked great okay one was enhanced and one, and one wasn't right but she looked great in both and mm. i think uh, I don't know. I don't actually know. I just think it's just a sad, a sad state of affairs that we found ourselves in. Mm. What do, what's your take on it? Uh, I I mean, we, me and you don't really ever give opinions on this sort of stuff. In in because actually we're we're all we really think the same in terms of like what anybody wants to do to make themselves feel good but I guess mm. it's it's what it does to other people and what it does to the our society that's the problem and if we could all be a little bit more honest and we could all stop you know put pointing fingers at each other and saying well she's got cellulite and she's got a wrinkly tummy or she bounced back really quickly or she's on this diet or she you know if we could stop doing all of that then we'd probably be in a safer space to be like I'm really comfortable with the way that I look. Here I am. So, you know, I don't want any, you know, because you post something like that and there's cellulite and, and you know, publications will write, oh, look at her dimply legs or they'll jump straight on it. And it's like we're all, it's like this vicious, it's vicious cycle of like, you can't get away from it. It's like either the press are writing about it or people are having to edit their photos because they don't want to, you know, get that backlash or somebody online's trolling them about it. It's like, just let's be kinder. I, I know, I know. Do you know what? What do you do in this situation? Because this this happened like at the weekend. My dad, right, is is a big man, right? And Axel goes, "Oh, Billy," he calls my dad Billy. Has got a big fat 
belly, right? And he's not saying it in a bad way. Yeah. He's saying it, saying what he sees, right? Mm. And then he said, Uncle Ollie's got a big fat belly too. And I'm like, it's fine for you to say that, okay? Because those people are not offended by that. My dad is not offended by that. He finds it funny. It's fine. But how do you say to him, this is what I said. I said, Axel, that's fine to say to Billy, right? But I don't, you don't really need to comment on the way people look. That's what I said to him. And and I think that is, that's what I'm going to try and teach you. You don't actually need to comment on how anybody looks at all whether it's good or bad you really don't need to comment you don't you don't need to yeah because it's hard it's hard isn't it to say don't say that don't say that they've got a a fat tummy because then I'm saying that that's bad like that's Mm. a bad thing whereas he'll say to me oh mummy you look beautiful today right which of course is lovely for Mm. him to say that but again I'm saying it's okay to comment on it's okay to comment and say that because it's good I don't know. It, yeah, if, yeah. If, if we lived in a world where people weren't commenting on people's aesthetics, I think it would be better. Yeah. You know, yes. I, I, I have a friend who constantly says it's the first thing that she talks about is whether, you know, people are, it's, I mean, she's lovely, don't get me wrong, but it's whether somebody's put weight on or whether they've got, yes. you know, a few greys or, and, I, and I, I said to her the other day, I said, can we not, I, I really went for her, I was like, can you just tell me how they were? Don't tell yeah. me about how they look. Tell me how they were. And she was like, oh, right. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, it's an ongoing thing in our friendship group. This one person does it quite a lot. Comments on some, yeah. I, I find it, I, I just don't do it. I would never do that. No. I mean, I would say, I would be like, oh, she looks great. She's been, you know, she's been going to the gym. But I'm actually going to stop. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm actually yeah. going to stop that. Yeah. Just try and just stop. I mean, I'll comment on someone's clothes. Of course I will. Oh, that dress is beautiful. But yeah. I'm definitely not going to comment on someone's appearance, like actual appearance anymore. And just try and, yeah, just try and nip it in the bud. Because they hear, you know, they'll hear that. That's how Axel says to me, oh, mummy, you look beautiful. Because I've probably said it to someone else. Or you James do look beautiful, said it. Though. Oh, thank you it's so nice much. to be told. We can't see ta- me now. <laughs> we can't take, the thing is, right, is, and I'm going to sit on the other side of the fence now, is that we cannot take away compliments when it, because no. there is nothing nicer, like we can all agree, and hopefully you're nodding with me, than, you know, somebody in your life saying to you, wow, gosh, you look beautiful. You know, yeah. we, we, we talked about this the other day where um, uh, um, one of my producers at work grew up in a household where her father never, ever, ever told her that she was beautiful. So she grew yeah. up having all these insecurities about the way that she looked, thinking that she was the ugly duckling. And it's like, yeah. you know, God, it's such a fine line. Oh, it's such a knife edge to get it, it right. It is. You're so, yeah, you're so right. <laughs> I guess we need to come, like, I guess we need to give compliments that, yeah, you're beautiful, but maybe that's because you look really happy because you're radiant because, you know, those sorts you're of glowy. things. You're glowy. Yeah, rather than you look beautiful because you've, X, y, and I don't know. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah I hear you. Um, this <sighs> is interesting, really me and my boyfriend are different religions, but I want to raise um, our baby open-minded and educated on all. Brilliant. Well, that's great. Yeah. I think, I think you've got it nailed. I mean. I do as well. I don't really, I read this before and I was thinking about it and I was thinking, what would I do in that situation? But I think you've totally got it right. Mm. Um, it's a, I guess I haven't been in that situation. I, you know, James isn't religious. I'm not religious. But um, if you know if he decided that he you know he wanted to start following a faith I would absolutely support him but if I didn't agree with it I would yeah like like you say just try and keep keep the conversation open about religion and then let the children decide what they believe yeah and I find this quite interesting because I was raised by two atheists and I was raised an atheist and um I but I've got 
I had two very strong, you know, atheists who are very anti-religion. And there was a lot of kind of words that were sort of slung around growing up that I definitely picked up on. So I had to do some real education when I went to school. Like I became head chorister. I was like, you know, very much involved in that sort of work. And, and like I could see it was a bit of an issue at some points, but I did, you know, I really enjoyed doing RE. I really enjoyed learning about other religions. You know, I when I went away and I was traveling a lot, I sort of, you know, learned a lot about Hindu. And I like, I just, I learned a lot during my time and decided I've come to a place where I'm still an atheist but I'm I'm much more open I'm much more spiritual and I think it's really important like you said even if you guys come from two different places that your Mm. child um has the platform to decide where they want to sit and they you know like education is 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 power and education is how we learn in life so you know you can't condition them to the way that you think they have to be able to make their minds up on it um yeah absolutely it's an interesting one it is. It's really. It is really interesting. Um, God, there's so many good questions. I know. A lot of people worried about social media. Like so many people, it's just. I guess this is just going to be an ongoing thing. There was something about how do you, how to educate boys to be feminists. Oh, I love that one. How to educate boys yeah. to be feminists. Does is a feminist. I've educated him to be a feminist. I don't think he even <laughs> How thought have about you done that? <laughs> <laughs> um, how have I done that? Well, you're not going to marry me unless you <laughs> unless you're open to hearing quite a lot about it. How have I done that? Um, gosh, we have a lot of conversations about it, um, and yeah. amongst. Amongst the five of us as a family, we talk a lot about it. We talk about a lot of, you know, how, what women are capable of and what women should achieve and what women have been through to get through where they've, con- cut, you know, got to now. So there's a lot of dialogue around feminism in the house. Yeah. Um, and I constantly say to Kit all the time, um, you know, you can be X, Y, and Z, you can do this, you can do that, you know, um, you you need to be there to support women, you need to support, you know, you need to lift women up, you need to help women along their journey, they're gonna help you, you've got two feminists above you. Like we 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 talk a lot about it, like it's a big thing, you know, like it's a really, really, really important thing. I know I sound do I sound ridiculous or do no, I No, 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 you don't. No, no. I I'm just no, I'm listening because I was just thinking about like, what is a feminist? Do you know what I mean? Like, that. I think there's been so much around what what does it take to be a feminist? From my point of view, being a feminist is supporting women to do whatever the hell they want to do. That's that's ultimately what it is. And it's not, you can't be a feminist if you do this. There's no, there is none of that because ultimately it's up to a woman to decide what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. But, and I think that is, and that's, yeah, I guess how it is. I'm from a family where... The women are all not career women in any way, but they are the center of the family, if you know mm. what I mean. Like my mm. nan, my nan actually was a feminist. She was. Like a, a mm. Proper, proper, proper feminist. She did whatever the hell she wanted to do. She used to actually even go on marches and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, she was. She's She surrounded herself by strong women, different types of women who could, I guess teach her you know teach her things that she she didn't grow up knowing about and I guess in my family yeah it's it's been instilled in us that yeah girls can do whatever there is no girls can't do this and boys can do this there is none of that but 
there's not the thing of if you want to stay at home and be with the kids, you're not a feminist. Do you know what I mean? No, and I think of that's not. that's just not what it for me, that's not what it is at all. Um, and it is just about raising our sons to know that women can do exactly what they can do. And there is no there, there is a difference, of course there is, but there is no difference in what you can achieve, whether you're a woman or a man. Yeah, and I think how to raise raise our boys as feminists, you know, for me, a starting point is, um, to, to, like, this is the way I sort of handle it with Dozer. I, I always encourage him, obviously, he, he would never say anything kind of derogatory or kind of, he would never sort of joke or, but if he sees anything, you know, that he thinks is a bit untoward or, you know, he'll always step in and protect. He'll always use really amazing language around women's careers. You know, he'll always talk about how proud he is of me and the girl. Like, he's just a complete supporter of women. 100% women can do anything. And yeah. and that is, you know, there's I no- think that's what we've got to do, isn't it? Yeah. Actually, that's what we need to do. Yeah. And um, also around the house and stuff, there's none of this like, oh, I'm not going to change. Like, we have a 50-50 split on everything. To be fair, yeah. I'm sort of picking up the pieces at the moment because he's got this new job. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a conversation but that but so that's 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 what i'm saying this mm-hmm. is this is the thing what is a feminist a feminist is doing whatever you want to do and i don't want to do this be. i don't it's, want to but do you're this. not being consi- <laughs> you're supporting him because he's supported you do you know what i mean he supported you when you've been really really busy at work and now no. you're supporting him and i think that's that's where we need to get to where it is it's okay to do both and it's okay to work your house and work your life in whatever way you want to work it mm. um agreed i mean james's head of laundry has been reading a book about how to love your laundry oh well last... can he come around and do my laundry because i don't want to be head of laundry anymore i'm sick of it <laughs> actually I, I mean i haven't even got on to how like frustrated and angry i feel about being in the house all the time doing everything but that's <laughs> that's a conversation oh, for another time it is it really is how do we not totally fuck them up from Jess? <laughs> no idea. No idea. Um, really no, no idea. How do we not totally fuck them up? We say this all the time, right? Yeah. You can do, you you can get it right 99.9% of the time. And then there's that one occasion where something happens, which is out of your control, or you say something that you don't mean to say and it comes out. And yeah. that is the one thing that they might remember and that mm-hmm. might lead them to, ther- you know, I'm not saying therapy is a bad thing, but that might lead them to be like questioning what's happened during their childhood or, you know, having some sort of insecurity or, you know, it might be the one thing that drives them to success. We don't know. We have no, yeah. you cannot, like we said, you cannot get it right all the time. And they still might turn around to us and go, well, you fucked us up as a child. Yeah, it's like, when oh you God, did I, this. I can't, you can't win. You cannot, no, cannot win. But you really can't. Hopefully we're going to be doing, you know, more of the right stuff because the language is there now from when, from our parents' generation where they might have yes. done things a certain way. We're talking about the things that didn't work and the things exactly. that did work, you know, so yeah. we're able to kind of flesh it out. I'm not saying we're going to get it, get it right, but oh God, at least we're having the discussion. That I was gonna just gonna say that mm. I think that's one of the things, isn't it? Like power of social media as well is connecting people who come from different back, back, backgrounds with different viewpoints, and mm. everyone getting their viewpoints together and deciding how to navigate this. Like, this is not something our parents didn't have. Um, mm. So yeah, maybe we won't. Maybe we'll be the ones that don't fuck them up. Who yes. <laughs> Can we just end on this? Um, the uh, the one from Emma, which is just a bit of a discussion at the end about. Um, 
not a question, more of a discussion that I've had with my other half. What's the difference if your son asked to dress as a girl for the day, would you? Yeah. What's the difference between them asking for a superhero costume and dressing as a girl for the day? My hubby wouldn't want him to dress as a girl, but no issue with the superhero. And it became a big discussion. So basically she's saying... Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah, if like Axel or Kit woke up and were like, oh, I want to dress as a girl today. Yeah. Like, do you know what? I read this and I was thinking about it and I was thinking I would have absolutely no issue with it at all. No problem. But I just wouldn't have the clothes. (laughs) (laughs) I just wouldn't. If he asked me that, I'd be like, ooh, okay. How how are we going to do that? Yeah. Because... I guess in your house, though, you could. You could. He does. Yeah. Kit does dress up as a girl, and sometimes he goes to preschool dressed as a girl, and it's absolutely not a problem. And, you know, we don't have an issue with it. Like, we just don't. I'm very lucky. I know that some people might find that a bit, you know, a bit uncomfortable for some reason. I just don't. We just don't. And I I think that's great. And that's the kind of household that I want. You know, Luna sometimes says, oh, why has that man got makeup on? If he sees one on ten, I'm like, boys wear makeup, and she's like, yeah. all right. And I, and she said to me this morning, why is he wearing an earring? And I was like, because men wear jewelry. So we're we're going through all of that now. So I'm just yeah. really trying to show them that there isn't one line or the other. It's like whatever you want to do, however you want to dress, whoever you want to be, let's just go for it. Um, yeah. Let's go for it. Let's go on this adventure. Let's do it. Absolutely. I couldn't. I literally couldn't agree with you more. And I think not like the only the only time when you might question whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing to do is when there's other people involved and mm. that's really you know and that's awful like but we do you know we want to protect our children and all that kind of stuff but if we're not the ones to be brave and change that like yeah okay if you want you know you want to go and see you see your friends today and and be dressed as a girl do yeah, it because if we're all stopping our kids from doing it that you know their mums are probably stopping their kids from doing it through fear of what's going to be said and unless we change it yeah. and make it normal it will never change um yeah and so, maybe emma ask yeah. your husband what he's so afraid of what, yeah what, what are you afraid is he, of what are you yeah. so afraid of what? Yeah, what's, because yeah, what's the society happen? that's conditioned us to say that girls wear dresses and boys wear jeans. So yeah. w- how about we just mix it up? Luna, Luna wore jeans the other day. I wear jeans, you know. I mean, it's, Gigi won't bloody wear a dress. Oh. It drives me mad. <laughs> it does. It actually, she only wears leather print. Oh, gosh. It's really. Yeah. <laughs> Axel even comments on it. He's like, my sister won't wear dresses. Let her my wear what she wants to wear, wear, George. Well, Mate, it's not even about letting her. It's I just don't. I don't even have a choice. <laughs> There's zero choice. Zero. I mean, she she wears what she wants. That's she's why. the she's the diva, the ultimate diva. She um, is. Listen, thank oh. you so much for sending your questions. What a lovely conversation. Yeah. Um, we're going to keep having these. We really enjoy our Friday Q and A. So thank you for for kind of making them happen. Um, and as always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe, um, or follow the podcast. And um, please, as well. I mean, we always say this, don't we, G? But if there's anybody that you know that's not listening to the podcast... Yeah, and also doesn't know how to listen to the podcast. So many people I know, like, they don't actually know how to even get on. So if you are with your mates, now we can be, show them. Show them the, your, the podcast app you use. Yeah. Um, and, like, when you get the time to listen. Um, yeah, so just drop us a DM if you've got any, like, questions around topics that we've covered on the podcast or any suggestions for topics you'd like to see us cover or guests you'd like to see us interview. And we will be back on Tuesday. See you then. Hold up. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.